here we'll just pause hello everyone and welcome to the 49th meal podcast my name is mitchell and i am your host as you all know so this is gonna be a little bit of a different episode for us today as i am going to be talking about having the coronavirus and what it the effect it has had on me and my family personally and a lot of the small businesses here in the Matsu Valley Anchorage area and just um a whole bunch of <coughs> areas honestly um I got good friends in Washington state and in Texas that have been affected just as bad New York um the Carolinas everything so First, I kind of want to talk a little bit about um, having the virus and how that whole process went. So, um, as we know, or some of you might not know, I do work at Fred Meyers. And uh, we have been extremely busy with all the panic buying, all the craziness. And, of course, um, we've been trying to take care of everyone. And so, I... Was going to work every day. I was feeling just fine. Um, it was probably <coughs> probably about uh, what I went on a Tuesday, so probably about Sunday or so. Woke up, had a little bit of a sore throat. Didn't think much of it. You know, there hadn't been many cases up here. Didn't think it was um, anything new with coronavirus. And as everybody knows, I'm a jibber jabber, so I talked to everyone and their mom. So I figured it was just something along those lines. And then um, the next day um, I woke up and my breathing was really horrible. I had a fever and the whole nine yards, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, Still wasn't really thinking coronavirus. Did not go into work that day, but um, did end up going to the doctors and... uh, they tested me for pneumonia because my breathing was bad, and they tested me for a bunch of other stuff, and they uh, ruled everything else out, but they did not actually give me a test for coronavirus. They said I was suspected confirmed, and they only had about 70 tests in the state of Alaska at the time, so they would not give me a test as I was not in a high-risk category. Um, they told me to south to isolate quarantine for 14 days, which me and my family have been doing. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much kind of how it came about. The symptoms have been, uh, really a hard time breathing. As you guys could tell just from this recording, I do not sound like myself still. Um, I had a fever for two to three days, really hard to keep it under control. Didn't get crazy. It was like, 102, 102.5 for a while, and it was pretty rough. The coughing <coughs> has been horrible. Um, like, before I started taking some uh, medicine my dad sent me, and I will be posting a link for this because I swear by this stuff now. Um, yeah, I was coughing to the point that I felt like I was going to pass out. Doctors won't really do anything. Our medical system in the country, let's face it, not even up here, but up here too, is so overwhelmed 
right now that there's only so much the doctors can do. So pretty much they gave me an inhaler, which has helped a lot, and sent me home and said, good luck, come back if things get worse. So, but uh, yeah, that's one thing I do want to talk about is I know myself, I probably did not take the full scope of this coronavirus as serious before developing the symptoms. I thought, it, like everything else in our media these days, it's being way overblown, way, uh, way too politicalized and everything. But, I mean, being a chef, being um, in the kitchen... I, I do keep very good personal hygiene, wash my hands after I touch anything, wearing gloves, all that good stuff, uh, wearing beard nets, which is kind of a issue because as soon as you got to change them, you're touching your face. Um, yeah, so I did not personally take it as serious as I probably should have. I think a lot of us are in that boat. We are Americans and we kind of have that feeling like we can't be touched. But this is very real and it is here on our doorstep. Um, I have a major problem with how it's being reported as cases that are called suspected confirm or a couple different titles I've seen out there, basically the same thing where doctors are telling you, 99% chance you have it, but we don't have the test, so we're not going to count it as a confirmed case, basically. But you, your life has to stop, and you have to do all the same precautions. That, to me, is very wrong. It's giving very misleading numbers out there, as it is saying that, like, right now in Alaska, we have 12 confirmed cases, I think, the last I've seen which I highly, highly doubt. I think that we need to be aware of what's really going on and how much this is spreading for the fact um, I talked to somebody today that I did not realize I'd even had interactions with them just a few days before this started. So it was like, wow, okay, you know what? I really didn't think about that. We're, we have that close to interactions with how many people we do. But if, if you are having any type of sickness right now, any colds, any coughs, sore throats, um, breathing issues, self-quarantine now, please. Just take take the chance of and not being coronavirus and you spent two weeks at home over being coronavirus and you spent two weeks out and about in the public before you realized it. There is, especially up here in Alaska, we do have a large elderly population um, and all over the country, honestly. We have a large elderly population and a large population that has compromised immune systems. Luckily, besides maybe being a little fat ass, I am pretty healthy, so I've been able to bounce back pretty decent. Um, still getting my ass kicked a little bit by it, but, you know, that's expected. And, yeah. Now, one thing I did want to uh, talk about is kind of the toll I've seen this taken on. 
<coughs> on people. Um, I know most of you that face that most people I know are in the service industry. Uh, right now, everybody pretty much on my Facebook and most of the people I know in real life are in the service industry. And it's very scary times for us. So, it's something we really got to think about and really keep an eye on because a lot of people right now don't know how they're going to pay their next bills, where they're going to buy their next dinner from, honestly. Um, I know I got friends down on the Texas Riverwalk that their whole summer season's basically going to be canceled. The restaurants that are trying to survive by going to takeout and delivery, please support them as much as you can. The restaurants that have closed right now, you know, I, I feel for the owners. I feel for the staff, the community. It's a loss. And a lot of people like to think that these restaurant owners are big fat cats living rich, driving nice cars, living in big houses. But the reality of it, that's really not true. A lot of owners are... Struggling just as much as the employees are, if not more. I know a few chefs, owners that aren't sleeping right now because they've had to lay off their staff. And they know that those people's jobs depended on them. And those people's jobs are affected by the decisions they've had to make. Um, up here in Alaska, even guests that I've had here on this podcast, a lot of them don't know how long they're going to be able to hold out. I mean, um, Southeast Alaska, we've had uh, Edith, Chef Edith from Our Town Catering. We've had Kayla from Alaska Pure Sea Salt. We've had uh, Mary from uh, Sweet Sisters Carmel's down in Sitka, and that's a town I spent a lot of time in when I moved here to Alaska, that Let's face it, a lot of their business relies on the summer tourist season, which is cruise ships and visitors flying up here. All cruise ships have been canceled um, last I've heard until at least the end of May. I might be a little bit off on that, but I know it's about the May time frame. And my heart goes out to those businesses as they're local population is really small and the people of Sitka try to support their local businesses so much but there's only so much to go around through the winter season that these businesses has have to rely on that summer tourist season and they don't know if it's going to happen this year which is really scary <laughs> Oh, sorry, folks. Um, which is really scary for them. It's a trickle-down effect if these businesses have to close. They have to lay off employees, which in turn can't go out and support the community by buying other stuff. 
the owners have to close down their shops, which affects the local economy for the fact that now they're not going out spending money at other local businesses. So it's really scary. And up here, um, Matsu Anchorage area, I stopped uh, by the other day before all this started happening and talked with um, a place that we're hopefully going to have on here as a guest in the near future. And they were scared of what's going to happen to their business now through the shutdown. You know, we assume that in the hospitality industry, we're, we're always going to be there. Uh, people will always need to go out and eat and drink. And, you know, some of that's very true. But right now we're showing, it's showing that we're not invincible. We have the same vulnerabilities as a lot of people. And I'd say actually even more, we're more vulnerable because of our reliance on tourist conventions fairs, large gatherings is what we rely on and what we strive for. That way we can make that money to pay our bills. And let's face it, a lot of us live paycheck to paycheck. Um, especially in the service industry. When the good when the times are good, we're 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 good. Hey Travis, thanks for uh tuning in. JD, thanks for tuning in. Um, hey, Alex, how are you? Good, sir. Thanks for tuning in. I know you're in Sitka right now. Um, I'm sure it's pretty scary time for you down there, but yeah, just remember that, you know, this is, this is a really scary time for everyone. Yeah, you know, Travis, uh, so here... Um, I, I'm doing the podcast too. We'll, we'll talk about that. The stock market, uh, Beth, thanks for tuning in, but you know, um, up here, as I was saying up here in the Anchorage, Wasilla area, even, uh, a lot of places are being, Hey, Terry, thanks for tuning in. Um, I am feeling much better. Thank you. But a lot of places are being really affected by this is the staff is being cut down to minimum, maybe one or two servers, uh, one or two cooks. And think about it. Most restaurants are running 10 servers on a weekend. Small restaurants, larger ones are probably running 40 to 50 staff. Now they're down to two or three people. And... You know, they, they <coughs> talk about government bailout. Um, they talk about a government bailout and talk about, oh, we're going to take care of um, evictions and pay bills and stuff like that. But let's face it, it's the government where nobody's counting on this to come with no strings attached. Um, everything I've been reading on the national level, like with the moratorium on evictions and foreclosures is on HUD housing. A lot of us that rent have private landlords. I mean, luckily I have a landlord that's going to be willing to work with us, but some people don't. 
I mean, this is what's scary is a lot of people don't know what's going to happen to to them, to their business. There's a lot of businesses right now that have two to $10,000 a month rents that are completely shut down. They don't have any income coming in. They're, the money they do have saved, the ones that I know of, are trying to take care of their employees over paying their rents and paying some of the other bills. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, think about the connectivity of it. A restaurant is shut down. That means they're not ordering food supplies. So that's going to affect the people that work for uh, the mom and pop distributors. Uh, Cisco, U.S. Foods, all of those. Um, bars are not ordering liquor or beers right now. Um, and a lot of bars have um, tried to support try to support the local craft brew scene by ordering a lot of craft beers. They're, they're not ordering those beers right now. So that falls back to the craft brewery. I mean, it's just we can go on and on. It's just a domino effect. Exactly. Uh, so, um, Travis wrote that it will be just like when Bush had that money when you were first time homebuyer got ten grand. Well, you had to pay it back after ten years. That's why I'm saying these government bailouts they're talking about is a double edged sword for the fact that nothing comes for free, especially from the government. So, yeah, it might help for to pay one month's worth of rent, but let's face it, if you're laid off for the next two weeks to a month, you go back to work, let's say, middle of April. Are you going to be able to pay a full month's rent, like, bam, on the first? No, it's going to take some time. But, yeah, um, another thing I want to talk about was I have seen... A lot of uh, Facebook posts on supporting small businesses over the chain restaurants and chain businesses, which everybody knows that knows me. I have a heart. I have a passion for small businesses. And by all means, please support the shit out of your local small businesses right now. Um, Even if you don't have the money to buy a gift certificate, Call them, message them, send them a Facebook love, something. Just let them know you're here for them. But this is a really tough subject, but I'm going to flat out just say how I feel about it. Uh, Don't forget about all the chain places. Yes, Applebee's, Olive Garden, Red Robins, um, all those places corporate-wise are going to be fine. They're going to survive. But you know who's not is the people that work there as servers, as cooks, as busboys, dishwashers. The corporations don't care. They they will lay them off. They will fire them. They don't care. But you know what? Those are the people that when they've been standing on that line for 10 hours, busting out 300 plates of pasta or 300 hamburgers, uh, the waitress has been running around like a chicken with their head chopped off for six hours. You know what? You know where they're going? They're going to that local bar to have a drink. They're going out to another restaurant to eat at. And by saying, for, forget about them, don't worry about corporate places, 
we're forgetting about those people. So all that I'm saying is maybe use a little balance, you know, support your local mom and pop places, but also try to support the people that work for chains because everybody works at different places for different reasons. Um, it, it, it is a major political imbalance in our country. The fact that corporations can do what they want, get rid of their staff while they hoard money. That's, that's a whole nother political discussion. I really don't want to touch on that right now. But I'm just saying, remember the people that work on the front lines of these local places are not the multi-billionaire CEOs. And honestly, let's face it, anybody above a store management level probably doesn't know who the hell they are and can give two shits less about who they are. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. Um, now the ones that are trying to take care of their employees, I will be the first to say, uh, Fred Myers has done really good about taking care of me. They're, um, helped out as much as they can. I know they've helped out a lot of other employees, um, places that I know people work at that I've talked to. Some of them are trying to, they, they really are trying. So, you know, let's not just cast everybody in one big ugly light. Oh, sorry. Hold on a second here. But, um, back to kind of what, uh, I said, Travis brought up earlier is, you know, the stock market too is taking a huge hit. Um, a lot of people that's been around for quite a while have 401ks, um, different stock savings invested in, and that money's boom, disappeared overnight. That really does affect the local economy too, more than a lot of people think. It's not just magic numbers that float around on your screen. That's how people buy houses, open businesses. Um, paying their employees. I know some places that are um, cashing out what little they have left to help pay employees right now. And I mean, like some people are losing sixty, seventy, a hundred thousand dollars, and that's money they will more likely never see again. So, yeah, that's people's retirements right there, and. You know what? I know um, people personally that these ain't rich, multimillionaire people. These are everyday workers. They're military. They're servers. They're cooks. They're even restaurant owners that have scraped enough together to open a business. Or, you know, it might be your local craft store business that had some money from another job or something, put it into investments and had enough money to open up their passion, and now that's all gone. This is really scary, folks. I I can't stress enough. I know I've been rambling now for, what, 23 and a half minutes, but I just really wanted to, to share kind of my experiences and my thoughts on this whole thing, and I truly have a heart and... Uh, I'm I'm scared for what what it's gonna look like on the other side of this. Um, I've purposely been staying out of 
trying to get into the political side and all this good stuff. That's just not what the show's about. We have enough keyboard warriors, keyboard doctors out there spreading all types of stuff. Um, the big thing is, please, like I said, su support. I won't even say say support your just small business. Just support your community. Obviously, support local businesses. Support workers of change you might not agree with, but that's not the workers' fault. Support them. Support your community. Go check on um, elderly neighbors through a phone call. Keep your <coughs> keep your distance, obviously, but please just check on each other. Don't let any pre-existing bias stop you from checking on someone. They're Republican, they're Democrat, they're Trump supporter, Trump hater. Who cares right now? Nobody gives a goddamn shit. Just let's pull together as a country, as states, and even down to the community level. And let's try to help each other out as much as we can. We have, you know, actually, I was getting ready to wrap up, but I just thought of something else too. You know, we have, how many kids out of school until God only knows when? They, you know, parents are freaked out. They're trying to, the ones that can work are trying to work. They got kids that can't go to daycare, can't go to school. I mean, it's stuff like this that um, the old saying, it takes a village to raise a child, really comes into effect. I mean, it's there's a lot of, a lot of parents that are really scared right now. Yeah, um, and where are you at, Travis? I know he just said his kids are out for the year. Um, my son's out until at least the first of May. They get out of school, I believe, at the end of May anyway, so it isn't like, uh, the chance of him going back are, are close. I know, I think, if I remember correctly, Travis, you're somewhere on the East Coast. Um, yeah. Okay, Florida. Yeah, Florida, they're out for the year. That's, you know, an unexpected expense and um, time that parents have to figure everything out on the fly with very little support. And, you know, I, I do want to give some shout outs. Um, and, and if I miss your business, please don't take it offensive. I've been out of it for the last week. But um, I know there's been a lot of businesses... Um, the, the goat down in, um, Herbner, Utah, a good Facebook friend of mine, he has a restaurant down there. He's been offering free meals for the kids. Um, I've seen Pizza Hut. I've seen <coughs> a lot of different local catering companies, um, different businesses stepping up and offering free free meals for the kids. I know the schools are even trying. So that's what I'm saying. It takes a community to raise a kid, especially here in Alaska. We see it a lot. We talk about it on this podcast a lot of 
the sense of community. So let's show, let's show the world and let's show the goddamn politicians even that we don't, we're, we're not going to be drugged down. We're not going to be scared. We're going to take smart, responsible steps to social distance, the quarantine when we need to, but that we can do this as a community and as a, a country, you know, we, we're on the front lines every day. We know what's happening. We're not living up in a big ass tower. We're not in a gated community. Shit, most of us are in a freaking apartment, probably in a part of town we really wish we didn't have to live in. But you know what? We we can do this. Let's really take care of each other. Let's check in on each other. Check in on your local restaurant worker. Check in on your nurses and doctors. Um, I know I have a couple doctors and that I, I listen to their podcast. Um, the Dr. Pinky and Fiona show something like that. I'm sorry. I got everything pulled up on my phone, so I can't really look at the name. I'll post the link to their show. Um, you know, nurses, I have a lot of nurse friends on here that are are in their front line every day, probably scared shitless to go into work, but they are. They're going in there. Let's check up on them. Make sure they're doing okay. Send them a Facebook message. Send them a text message. Be like, hey, just making sure you're all right. If you need anything, let me know. Let's really rile around our community, guys, our front line, guys, our people that are home, our kids. Let's do this. Let's be Alaska strong. Let's be America strong and let's just kick this virus's ass like they used to say in the good old days, put a boot up its ass and call it a day. But all right, guys, I am going to be getting off of here. I am winded. My fat ass can't breathe. I just wanted to, like I said, kind of share with you guys Um, for the podcast listeners. I do got a couple episodes that are pre-recorded that I will be putting out this week, next week, um, for my Facebook friends, my Instagram friends, small businesses, know that I love you guys, and we're, we'll get through this, and we'll all just support each other.